This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The final 2021 positional preview show to kick off the college football season is upon us. I know last week college football kind of got going, but this upcoming weekend, obviously the ACC and the Big 12 get going. The SEC is not that far behind. Obviously, we are hopeful at some point we see the other two Power 5 teams, the Big 10, and the Pac-12 have a season, but a lot of uncertainty. But we, you know, we hope that at some point we get to see those teams play as well. If you have missed any of the previous podcasts, we have done five positional previews. We did two running back shows Matt and I did together. Uh, we did a quarterback show that Matt and I did together. And then I did two solo ones. One was with, on the tight ends and then part one of the wide receivers. Tonight is the second part of the wide receivers. Such a deep class. About 30 guys have fully watched uh, film on and wrote up evals for the new uh, premium notebooks and the new scouting notebook for the 21 class. And those will be available next week. Those premium notebooks, more on that next week. Uh, but so much good information in those to kind of set the stage for this upcoming college football season, for your information, for your Debbie leagues, for next year's dynasty rookie drafts. And just if you're a fan of the NFL draft and want to get a leg up on knowing these prospects, it's a great resource to have those notebooks, you know, at your disposal, you know, when you're watching football, college football on Saturday. So this is the final, you know, positional preview show Starting next week, we will get into our routine for the season, which we'll do our NFL draft report shows, you know, where, you know, we do NFL stock reports for the draft. We do our Devi slant, tail of the tape, looking ahead to matchups that week, and then a detailed NFL rookie report where we check in on the rookie class uh, that we talked so much about last year. In addition to the positional preview shows, I also recorded an episode uh, earlier this week with Christopher Harris of Harris Football, uh, one of the top fantasy football analysts out there. And we talked about the start of the NFL season from the rookie perspective and expectations for the, for that, the rookie class, especially without much of an off season. So please make sure you get back and listen to that episode as well. But here tonight's at the stage, I have about 10 to 12 more wide receiver prospects to talk in terms of full detail in terms of what I saw on film. And then I'll share my tiers and rankings for the 2021 wide receiver class as well. So let's get right into it. First guy up that I want to talk about is Justin Ross out of Clemson. He's a junior, six foot four, 205 pounds. Last year, he had 66 receptions for 865 yards and eight touchdowns. He has been a factor since his freshman year. Unfortunately, he will miss his entire season due to a neck injury. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to know if he's a guy who comes out and declares coming off of this neck injury, or does he go back to school uh, you know, and play one more year of college football? I think that is to be determined. But I'm just going to talk about what I see on film with this guy, and I am a fan. I have been a fan of Justin Ross since he stepped foot you know, you know, on a football field there at Clemson. 
I love his size and his frame. His athleticism to me is above average to good overall athleticism and long speed to win vertically down the field. I don't think he's a, a, a bigger guy who has separation quickness issues. To me, his separation quickness is at least functional at best. His ability to get vertical, I think, is, is, is good. Uh, so this is not a slow plotting six foot four, 205. I think this is very much a guy in, in an AJ Green type mold in terms of his ability to win at all levels of the field and win vertically down the field. So I already talked about, I love his size and frame. I love his overall athleticism. I think is above average to good, very good to great length. Catch radius shows a leaping ability to high point the ball and win contested catches. Very good to great body control and ball skills to adjust and extend for the football when it's outside of its frame. He's got above average to good play strength, physicality, and toughness. I think he's average to above average footwork, route running, and yards after the catch ability. I think he could improve his footwork a little bit. I think he could improve his route running a little bit. I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy that's a big-time weapon after the catch, but he's functional. He's not going to be a guy that just falls down. He can make plays after the catch as well. Obviously, concerns are now this serious neck injury durability he's not going to be a guy you know who's got explosion off the line of scrimmage he's not going to be a guy who creates late separation at the top of his routes i think he's quick enough and athletic enough to create separation during his routes but he doesn't have that explosion off the line of scrimmage and he doesn't have that late separation now to me that doesn't impact what i think of him though as a prospect i still think he can be a starting wide receiver on the outside at either the X or flanker position. Like I said, he reminds me of AJ Green. I think he can play in a spread or pro style offense, incorporates a lot of vertical based passing concepts. I think he's got round one talent, but if he does come out, the injury may push him into day two. Next up is Devonta Smith out of Alabama. He's a senior. He's 6'1", 175 pounds. Last year, he had 68 receptions for 1,256 yards and 14 touchdowns. This is a guy who I think could have came out this year and potentially been a late first-round pick or early second-round pick. I think he's got great athleticism, long speed, and acceleration when bursts. He's a vertical threat or playmaker after the catch from anywhere on the field. Displays very good agility, elusiveness, and yak ability in the open field. You see it on slants, crosses, and drag routes. I love his separation quickness combined with very good techniques and route running. He shows good releases off the line of scrimmage with crisp footwork and in his routes and is very smooth in terms of his overall movement skills. He's got great body control in the hands with the, with very good ball skills and the ability to extend and adjust passes away from his frame. Obviously, some areas of concern, the thin frame, handling physical uh, defensive backs, and winning contested catches. I don't think those are going to be areas where he thrives. But even at 6'1", 175, though, I do think he shows the ability to beat press. I think he's got you know functional play strength, that, and he can hold up in that regard. To me, he is a starting wide receiver, best used in the slot, who could develop into a top three wide receiver on a depth chart. Uh Versatile to play inside as a vertical slot option in an air raid who can also make plays after the catch or on the outside in a vertical-based passing scheme. So he's got some versatility uh, to his game. I think he's late round one or early day two type prospect. Next up is J.D. Spielman, uh, now of TCU, formerly of Nebraska. He's a redshirt senior. He's five foot nine, 185 pounds. 
Obviously, the size and frame is a little bit of a concern. Not going to be a guy who, you know, wins with his length and catch radius or a guy who wins contested catches or high points the ball regularly. But what he does have, he's got good to very good athleticism. He has very good long speed, great change of direction skills, above average to good route runner with very good to great separation quickness and quick feet to get in and out of his break smoothly. I like his agility and elusiveness in the open field to pick up yards after the catch and be a playmaker in space. He's a versatile piece that can be used as a receiver, returner, and a runner on jet sweeps and end the rounds. He also can shows the ability to get vertical from inside the slot. But to me, he's best using that short to intermediate parts of the field and let him make plays after the catch. I think he's a complementary or depth receiver with the upside to become a starter from the slot and also use in a variety of other ways on the field offensively. Uh, air raid spread West Coast offense and emphasize a quick and or short passing game would be best for Spielman's skill set. I think he's a date type receiver, probably in that round five to round seven range. Uh, if I'm projecting from this far out. Next up, Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. He's a junior. He's six foot one, 195 pounds. Last year, he had 77 receptions for 1,042 yards and six touchdowns. There is a lot to like about his game. I think he's got good to very good overall athleticism, burst, quickness, very good movement skills, shows above average long speed, and the ability to win at all levels of the field. I think his footwork would classify as very good to great. I love his route running, separation quickness. He creates separation from his releases during his route and at the top of his route. So he's a guy that creates separation throughout all facets of the receiving, uh, you know, from the, the release to during the route and at the top of the route, he can create that separation that makes him such an effective and dangerous uh, receiver and so difficult for defenders to cover. He's got good to very good body control, ball skills, good hands, can adjust and extend the passes outside of his frame. I like he's got good agility, elusiveness to be a weapon in the open field after the catch. And he's got a very good to great understanding of route concepts with the versatility and the technical aspect to be able to be effective inside or outside uh, and be a weapon, whether he is playing the slot or whether he's playing the flanker position on the outside I think he's a day two type prospect. I'd expect him to come off the board round two or early round three if I'm projecting out. Next up is Sage Surratt out of Wake Forest. He is a redshirt junior, six foot three, 215 pounds. Last year, he had 66 receptions, 1,011 yards, and 11 touchdowns. He is another intriguing player uh, that I am intrigued to kind of see what the NFL uh, thinks of him. Uh, but, you know, he's out, he's decided to opt out like many of the top wide receivers. So, you know, what we have is what we have with him. I doubt he's, you know, planning on coming back in any capacity. But, I mean, he's got ideal size and frame at 6'3", 215. I think he's got good movement skills and footwork combined with average to above average overall athleticism. I don't think his athleticism wows you, but I think his footwork and movement skills, you know, make him even look faster and more athletic than he is. He's got enough of long speed to win vertically down the field. He's got very good to great body control, ball skills. He's got the length and catch radius to be a weapon in the red zone and to win contested catches regularly. I love his play strength, physicality, and toughness. You know, whether it's during the routes, at the catch point, or after the catch, 
He uses his frame and body well to box out defenders, you know, almost like playing basketball and uses that space to win at the catch point consistently. Some areas I like to see him, you know, show development in. Obviously, that's not going to be in terms of a college football season, but I do think there's some levels of concern and development needed in terms of his overall route running and expansion of his route tree is needed. I don't think he's got a lot of explosion off the line of scrimmage or separation quickness at the top of his routes. He's not going to be a guy that does much after the catch or change of direction type stuff. But I think, you know, to me, he, he reminds me, you know, of Alshon Jeffrey, that type of player coming out. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I think now any athleticism and movement skills have kind of been, you know, sapped away. But I think, you know, Surrett could be a guy like that who could be a, a complementary to starting outside receiver at the flanker or X position with the upside to develop into a starter down the line in two or three wide sets. I think he would function well in vertical-based passing offense because he does use that size and physicality to his advantage. I think he's a day-two type prospect. I would say round two, you know, so somewhere in the middle of round three uh, would be where Surratt would come off the board. Next up, another one of my favorites in this class is Tamarian Terry out of Florida State. He's a redshirt junior. He's six foot four, 222 pounds. And in a horrible Florida State offense last year, he found you know, the ability to be productive. You know, you can make the case even the last two years, he has found the ability to be productive. But last year, 60 receptions, 1,188 yards and nine touchdowns. This guy was making big plays. He showed a lot of growth in that one year. Things that I had questions about last summer, even though I liked this game, he showed a lot of growth and improvement. You like to see that in a young player. To me, he's got the ideal size and frame. Uh, to be the prototype, his athleticism is good to very good overall athleticism and long speed allows him to get vertical consistently, consistently on the outside and, and win, you know, his size and frame combined with his length catch radius and the ability to high point the ball allows him to win contested catches regularly. Very good to great ball skills and body control with the ability to adjust the passes outside of his frame. And what's really intriguing about him, different than a guy like Surratt, even a little bit different than a guy like Justin Ross, is he's got good to very good yak ability at his size at 6'4", 222. Shows elusiveness after the catch, especially on slants and screens due to his smooth movement skills and footwork. To me, he's an outside X receiver, best in a vertical-based passing offense, but can be effective in any offensive scheme. To me... We're talking day two, but I think he's even got day one upside uh, because he could really be that traditional outside X wide receiver that teams look for. Next up is TJ Vasher out of Texas Tech. He's a redshirt senior. He's six foot six, 210 pounds. Last year, he had 42 receptions for 515 yards and five touchdowns. He's got obviously rare size for the position at six six. I think his frame, while it's good, I think he could even add more weight and muscle, uh, maybe be 6'6", 220, or 6'6", 225. He's got great length, has the leaping ability, catch radius, and the ability to high point and extend to win contested catches regularly. He's got body control. He's got ball skills. Overall athleticism and play strength, I would say, are probably average. I'd like to see that play strength and physicality kind of go from something that's functional to something that's a strength. I think when you're talking about just how talented, uh, I mean, just how big he is, you would like to see that. Uh, so that's some, you know, that's an area where I definitely would like to see him, 
you know, show a little bit more there to really play up to his size. Cause I do think for a guy, his size, he should be dominating, uh, in that regard, you know, so that's something that, you know, I think I'd like to see from him for sure. Uh, you know, so some areas I'd like to see some more improvement on though, or his overall route running separation quickness. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of an expanded route tree from him. You know, I don't think he's going to be a guy that ever does much in terms of change of direction, you know, yak ability, agility, stuff like that. That just doesn't really seem that this, that's going to be a guy that, you know, does that. So he's going to be a guy who's a red zone weapon, you know, and has to be, I think he's adept to complementary outside possession receiver. You know, fourth or fifth wide receiver on a depth chart comes in in four wide packages, maybe red zone packages. Uh, I think he's a f- possession receiver from a flanker position in a spreader West Coast offense. I think we're talking day three, round five to round seven right now for Vasher. Next up is Tyler Vons out of USC. He's a red shirt senior. He's six foot two, 190 pounds. Very productive season last year with 912 yards, 74 receptions, and six touchdowns. Uh, things that I like about his game, I think he's got his. I think his size is is good at six foot two. I think his frame is a little thin. He that's a, that's an area of concern that I'd like to see him be six two two hundred. You know, before maybe you know the pre draft process really kind of kicks into too high gear for him, uh, but. To me, his athleticism is probably only about average to over above average. Same thing with his long speed, but I think he's got good footwork and fluid movement skills. So he can win vertically down the field, even though he doesn't have, you know, I would say speed and athleticism that I would classify as a strength. I would classify it more as functional or average, but his footwork and his movement skills, I think make him, you know, appear that he's moving faster than he is and create that separation. I think he displays good to very good body control, hands, ball skills and the ability to high point the ball, you know, for a guy who's only 190 pounds and is a little bit of a thinner frame, he finds the ways to win at the catch point pretty consistently. Uh, so that's something that's impressive about Vaughn's game. Very good length and catch radius. I think he plays, like I said, bigger than that six foot two size shows the ability to extend and adjust to make the catch away from his body. I think his separation quickness and route running and yak ability are probably average to above average. Uh, but to me, he does a lot of his damage at the catch point. I probably would say that he fits best as a depth to complementary outside or slot wide receiver. I do think he's got some upside to become a top four wide receiver on a depth chart. I think outside flanker position or even the X position, or he could even play slot. So I do think he's got some versatility in terms of where he lines up on the football field. I would say he's a date for type prospect somewhere in that round five to round seven range right now as well. Next up is Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. He is a junior five foot 10, 182 pounds. You are going to hear a lot of Tyree kill comparisons and rightfully so last year, 33 receptions, 560 yards and six touchdowns. Obviously the size and frame are a concern. Not going to be a guy that wins a lot of contested catches needs to expand his overall route tree, refine his route running and techniques. Not going to be a guy that wins a lot with physicality. Those are the areas of concern, but where he wins Great to elite overall athleticism, long speed, burst, stop-start acceleration. He shows the ability to win vertically down the field and be a big play threat anytime he has the ball in his hands. I think his lateral quickness is very good to great. I think his movement skills are as well. He shows the ability 
to make strong cuts, change of direction skills, shows agility and elusiveness with big-time yak ability to make people miss in the open field. I think he's got good ball skills and body control you know, with the ability to adjust passes outside of his frame. To me, he's got explosiveness. He's an explosive playmaker with the versatility to impact the game in so many ways, whether it's a receiver, whether it's used on jet sweeps and end the rounds, whether it's touch passes, whether it's in the kick return or punt return game. Waddle is a guy who can be a big play waiting to happen no matter how he touches the football. I like his footwork and separation quickness in and out of his breaks as well. To me, best in a spread and air raid scheme that incorporates vertical based passing concepts and gets the ball into their playmakers hands near the line of scrimmage. I think he's going round one. I see some of that Tyree kill type with him. He's a big time playmaker. If Henry Ruggs went in the top 13 last year, I think Jalen Waddle can easily be in a similar situation next year because that big time playmaking speed and explosiveness is going to intrigue a lot of NFL teams early in round one next year. Next up is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. He had an injury to, to end last year, so he came back for his senior year. He's six feet, 185 pounds. Last year, he had 53 receptions, 903 yards, and eight touchdowns. To me, you know, he's best, you know, he's a guy that his strengths are include his athleticism, his speed. He shows good flexibility. I like his body control, his catch radius, ability to high point, extend, and adjust to the football. After the catch, he shows an ability to make plays. He's got good leaping ability to win contested catches. I think some areas that I'd kind of want to see him develop and improve upon or change of directions. His, I think he could add a little bit more weight to his frame. He could expand his route tree, refine his route running a little bit. He's got to show that he's over these injuries and that he can beat press. To me, he's best suited in an option route or vertical passing game. Best from the slot where he combined his balance, flexibility, explosive strength, acceleration, agility, body control, and hands with the, cap- the capacity to recognize coverage distributions, uh, utilize route deception, and win at the catch point in both tight and open spaces uh, while displaying the functionality to gain yards after the catch. To me, he's a complementary to starting receiver with the upside to become a top three wide receiver on a depth chart. To me, he's a day two type prospect, probably late round two to early to mid round three is where I would kind of peg him uh, right now. And last but not least, uh, last wide receiver I'm going to detail is Seth Williams out of Auburn. He is a junior. He's six foot three, 224 pounds, 59 receptions, 830 yards, and eight touchdowns this past year as the top guy. You know, in that Auburn offense at the receiving, lot to like about his game. I see some Mike Evans in him. He's got the ideal size and frame, very good to great size and frame combined with above average to good overall athleticism, average to above average long speed to win vertically down the field. Similar to Mike Evans, he's not going to be his game breaker with speed, but at his size and his athleticism and his ball skills, he can win vertically down the field. I mentioned ball skills already. I'd classify it as very good to great. Same thing with his play strength, physicality, and toughness. He creates space at the catch point, shows the ability to high point the ball and win contested catches pretty regularly. He's got very good to great length, wide catch radius, shows the ability to extend for passes and make catches outside of his frame. He's got good to very good body control with the ability to adjust 
uh, to beat coverage at the catch point. To me, he's a complimentary to starting outside X receiver. That reminds me of a blend of Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Williams, and Mike Evans, who I mentioned already. I think he's a day two type prospect with upside, but I would probably put him in as a mid round two to mid round three guy right now, but with the upside to even potentially uh, move up higher in the draft if he has a big uh, season upcoming. So there it is, guys. I think that was a total of 30 wide receivers between part one and part two that I really went through in pretty big detail in terms of strengths, some functional areas, developmental areas or concerns, you know, NFL role, how they win, scheme fit, draft projection. I mean, this is all the stuff, guys, you get in in the the 2021 Scotty notebook, which remember is just one of three notebooks you get for $9.99. Those get updated in real time during the season with a major update after the season, you know, but I didn't even go into as full detail as I could on these guys. We have fantasy spins, you know, on in the, in the Scotty notebook as well. After all my film notes as well. Uh, So hopefully you enjoy these shows that really dig deep into talking about these prospects and really give you a snapshot of who they are. To kind of round out the final part here of the second part of the wide receiver preview, kind of want to talk a little bit about rankings and tiers with this class because it is a very deep class. It is a very good class. I would probably say that, you know, I kind of think that, you know, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle, they kind of all are tier one for me. And right now, if I'm just saying tier one are guys, wide receivers that I think should go in round one, I think all five of them should go in round one. You know, if you wanted me to split that tier up, I would say Jamar Chase and Rashard Bateman are maybe tier one. And then inside of that, you know, I'd almost say it's a 1A and a 1B tier where Chase and Bateman, I think are top 10, top 15 prospects. And then Rondell Moore, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle are maybe in that, you know, 15 to 30 range. But as we saw with Henry Ruggs, that, you know, guys could get pushed up even higher. I think all five of them should be first round picks. Uh, that's how I would have them ranked right now. Chase Bateman, Moore, Smith, and Waddle. But there's room to move those guys, you know, up and down inside that top five. I would say my next tier of guys, it's also a decent sized tier. I would say it's Justin Ross, Tamarian Terry, Terrace Marshall, Chris Olave. Amon Ross St. Brown, Seth Williams, and Sage Surratt, and Tylen Wallace. I think all of those guys are day two wide receivers. For me, Justin Ross and Tamarian Terry are at the top of that tier because I do think they have round one talent. Uh, if, if Terry shows off this year, I think he's the guy who most can push his way into round one because I do think he could be a prototype X receiver. I think Justin Ross, it's going to come down to the medicals, but they're my favorite two guys probably to go, you know, an early day two, uh, and the top of my tier two here. Uh, after that, like I said, Marshall, Olave, Amon Ross, St. Brown intrigued me the most, probably because I think, uh, they're the most well-rounded from that group. Olave and St. Brown, great movement skills, great route running. Marshall, I like his overall package as well. And then that tier ends with a couple guys like Seth Williams, Sage Surratt. I think, you know, I talked about those guys. You know, I like Williams a little bit more than Surratt, but they're similar in how they win. And then I have Tylen Wallace, my last guy there in tier two. I think he's, like I said, you know, probably a, a round three guy somewhere who I think, you know, can impact the game in a variety of ways. My next tier, I would probably say, uh, is Tutu Atwell, Daz Newsome, 
uh, Jamon Osborne, Diami Brown, and Elijah Moore. I think those are guys that I would look at as round four type guys if I was picking. I love the versatility and the offensive weapon and capabilities of Atwell, Newsom, and Elijah Moore. Talked about all of those guys. They're guys that are all slot receivers but can get vertical, good athleticism, impact the game in a variety of ways as offensive weapons. Uh, I talked about Osborne, you know, that I like him best as a flanker or a big slot guy. You know, I like his play strength, toughness, and physicality. You know, Diami Brown, Ray talked about him in, in part one. His ability to get vertical intrigued me. So 14 through 18 would be Atwell, Newsom, Osborne, Diami Brown, Elijah Moore. My next tier would consist of Nico Collins out of Michigan, Damon Hazleton out of Missouri, Brennan Eagles out of Texas, Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville, uh, J.D. Spielman out of TCU, and Tyler Vaughn out of USC. That would probably make up my next tier. Those are the guys that I think offer the most upside in terms of guys that I think are day three wide receivers. I probably think those guys that I just said are more like, you know, round four, round five type guys. Some of them might even be there still in round six. Uh, but those are the guys I like the most as day three guys uh, after that initial group of the guys I talked about before, the Atwell and them. So these are probably those guys in that five, six range, actually, in terms of their draft capital. And then my final tier uh, is Charleston Rambo, who's ranked number 25 for me, DeMonte Coxie, number 26, Warren Jackson, number 27, Jeremiah Holloman, 28, Tariq Black, 29, and TJ Vasher, number 30. I think from that group, the two that intrigue me the most who can jump up tiers, uh, I would say is Charleston Rambo out of Oklahoma and Jeremiah Holloman out of FIU, who we just don't really know yet. But there's a lot of upside uh, just on natural talent, I think Holloman deserves to be higher on the list, but it's been a long time since we've seen him produce it all. So I'm going to, you know, make him produce a little bit before I start moving him up my rankings. So that's kind of how my top 30, you know, looks at, you know, right now in terms of the wide receiver position. I do think there is plenty of of movement that will happen, you know, once college football actually gets going. Uh, but there are some guys that, you know, what we have, you know, right now is all we're going to get. And the opt-out list at the wide receiver seems to be, you know, as deep at, as any other uh, position group for sure. So it's going to be interesting. So there it is, guys. I really hope you enjoy these positional preview shows because they really are, you know, the bedrock of our show here at Saturday to Sunday, the positional preview shows. And then when we do the tier buster shows after the season, you know, that's all our film analysis. That's when we just kind of, you know, open up our, you know, notebooks and just share with you all of our thoughts on these prospects from all our film analysis. You know, obviously the in-season shows, you know, are part our film analysis, but also part like, you know, sharing what they did this week and stock up, stock down and production talk. But these positional preview shows, those tier buster shows, you know, are all just based on on a hundred percent on film analysis in terms of what we watch. They're the bedrock of our, you know, scouting notebooks, which are a part of our premium notebooks. So hopefully you enjoy these shows. We really do think it's the best way to get a snapshot of who these players are. We think it gives you a leg up in your Debbie leagues uh, for future dynasty rookie drafts, you know, making trades and stuff in your dynasty leagues. So you know what's, you know, coming on the docket by next year. And in the notebook, like I said, 
I give you fantasy spin for every single one of these prospects in the rankings notebook. You also get our Debbie rankings, our draft eligible rankings and all that as well. So again, hopefully you enjoy these shows and really find them valuable uh, and enjoy them as much as we do in terms of delivering them. So that kind of rounds out those positional preview shows. Like I said, next week we will start with our season type format where we talk about anything relevant that happened this past weekend in college football from a draft perspective. You know, if we talk about any underclassmen, it'll be in the Debbie slant, look ahead to the following games. And then, you know, a much more detailed NFL rookie report this year because we're just not going to have as much to talk about in terms of the NFL rookie report right now with a lot of the top prospects either opting out and, you know, right now no Big Ten or Pac-12. And, you know, so it's going to be a little bit of a different format in terms of maybe the the time frames of each of this, the, the parts of our season shows. Uh, but we will still continue to bring you a show each and every single week during the college football season. And then obviously once we get the draft season, you know, we pick up, uh, you know, in terms of frequency of shows, as anybody who's been a longtime listener knows in those pre-draft months, we are, you know, pumping out two, three shows a week sometimes, uh, you know, and really, you know, giving you all the coverage that we could, we could offer you uh, from here at Saturday to Sunday. So on behalf of Matt, On behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And I look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.